Hey everyone and welcome to the Phidias Club. This is episode 87. We are in April 2017 and we're talking at length about the French presidential election and political climate. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Phileas Club. This is a special episode. Usually what we do is that we get people from different countries, different cultures, different backgrounds and talk about the general news in the world so that we can get different views on, a sp on the same topic and possibly, you know, give you different perspectives on that topic. Uh, what we do on the special episodes is that we focus on one specific uh, topic, maybe a country or a situation and uh, try to look at it from a, a particular point of view. Today, we're going to be talking about the French election, which is underway at the moment. We had the first round about 10 days ago, and the second round, the runoff, is just a few days away. And uh, so we'll be having a conversation with uh, myself and someone from the right side of the political spectrum and someone on the left side of the political spectrum. And hopefully, we'll get a complete view of what's happening in this uh, country and this kind of crazy election. My name is Patrick Beja. I'm your host. And uh, we have today, so the two people, let me introduce them uh, before we start launching into that, uh, <clears throat> what I think is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, on the right side of the panel, uh, we have Pierre, who is kind enough to join us. Uh, I say on the right side because you have uh, sort of right-leaning views, right, Pierre? Uh Yes, yeah, slightly right-leaning views. Um, honestly, I'm more of a libertarian or a li liberal in the French sense of the word. But um, I, I can maybe represent the right side as my uh, my surroundings. The, 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 the people I hang out with are mainly from the right, I would say. So I, I probably have a better view of the, um, the, the climate in the, on the right uh, side of the political spectrum. All right. Thank you very much. And yes, that's a, a good distinction to make. I think often in the, um, in the, these specials, uh, I get people who are very specifically in the middle of a situation. I think in this context of this election, it's so complex and mm -hmm. some of the people are so, uh, how can I say it, uh, so uncompromising uh, that I thought, it, I thought it would be better to have people who understand the state of mind of uh, many of the sides of this election, but maybe aren't as uh, unwilling to uh, to to... I don't want to say to have a discussion. That's not true, but unwilling to uh, flinch on anything. So we have people who I think uh, understand those states of minds, but maybe aren't as uh, as immersed specifically yeah, I, in those. I, I, I do see myself as a commentator here, but like not as a, um, a militant for right. <laughs> for any of the of the side, even though I have my own views, but. That's of course, it. of course, and, I, and and yes, to be to be clear, we we all have very specific views, and I think on the French uh, political scene, uh, we would probably I, I don't think uh, fall on a common uh, idea. There is clearly Pierre is on the right side, well, the crazy libertarians apparently, uh, <laughs> and uh, I 
am very much in the center. And our third guest, uh, Kasim, is on the left side. And um, actually, that's true for both of you, but maybe even a little bit more for uh, Kasim. I really want to thank you, Kasim, for, for being on uh, the panel because you were a little bit nervous about your, uh, your ability to speak English uh, uh, with very specific terms for, for maybe half an hour to an hour. Uh, and you still agreed to be on and to uh, contribute to the show. So thank you very much for accepting to do it. And, um, and yes, so you are on the left side of the political spectrum, right? Yeah. Uh, so hello, everyone. Uh, yeah. Thanks for inviting me and not thinking I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm I didn't say I didn't think moderate. you were crazy. <laughs> you, yeah, I, yeah. I still think you're a little bit crazy, just like everyone in this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so sorry, I'm uh, unlike Patrick, I'm really French, so I have a shitty French accent, but <laughs> I hope I will manage to to get everyone to understand my my view on the French politics and the and this, which is, yes, a crazy election, a French crazy presidential yeah. election. Yeah. Um, so uh, to, just to summarize very quickly, and then I'll go to Pierre, I think, for him to give us uh, sort of his view or his uh, camps, using big quotes here, but his camps view uh, on uh, the different parts of the makeup of the political spectrum in France. Um, so what's happened in the first round is something completely unprecedented. Uh, we had, uh, we always have a number of different parties. We have a strong two-party kind of system, but we also have lots of other parties. There are the two main parties, uh, the Socialists and the Republicans, and they have historically been the, the two main parties for 30 years, or even more, actually, since the war. Um, and since we have two rounds, there is a lot of space for a lot of smaller parties, and we have a lot of different views that are expressed in every election. And then, you know, two people get elected for the runoff, and then they have to make alliances. So the, the uh, sensibilities of many different uh, parties and people uh, are expressed in that election system, unlike, I'm of course thinking of the American system, which has a crazy dominance of the two main parties. And that's a truly two-party system and basically no one else exists. That's not the case in our uh, system. But still... In the runoff, usually it's the socialists and the republicans that are uh, in the runoff, and you have to choose between one of the two. This election cycle, uh, in the first round, both of those parties were ousted for different reasons, uh, but both of them were ousted completely, which is earth-shattering for the French um, political scene. And the two that are in the runoff are Marine Le Pen, who is a representative of the, uh, well, the representative of the Front National, which is a nationalist party in the vein of what we see in other countries, uh, not exactly, but, you know, somewhat comparable to what's happening in the UK with the Brexit, in the US with Trump, and in some other countries. And it's the second time that the Front National is in the runoff. The first time had been 2002. And uh, at that point, the country had rallied uh, behind the other candidate. Uh, some people, you know, a little bit... Uh, uh, uncomfortable doing that but still uh, everyone had rallied behind him and uh, he had won the election i think with 85 percent of the yeah. of the vote yeah. right and uh, and the other candidate is a guy who was who didn't exist a few years ago he's uh, emmanuel macron 
And he was part of the socialist government that is in power now until the election in a few days. Uh, he was part of it for a couple of years as minister of economy. And he left because he felt he couldn't do exactly what he wanted in that government. And probably because he had his view on the presidential election, which was a bid uh, that like a crazy impossible bet that he made uh, but because of things were went so bad for the other two party parties he uh, managed to be in the runoff and his uh, the way what he claims to to be is someone who will uh, reconcile the best of the left and the right. So he's very much in the center uh, from his point of view. We'll see that maybe some of the people on the panel don't necessarily agree with that uh, characterization. Kasim <laughs> um, is already giggling in the background. <laughs> and uh, so he claims to be in the center and um, to have a, a combination of the best of left and right. And, uh, and, and yeah, he was, as I said, nowhere a few, uh, a few years ago. And even a few months ago, no one thought he had any chance. Uh, and because of the things we talked about for the Republican candidate, which is, uh, the, uh, judicial issues with his fake jobs and, and, uh, money, uh, acquiring money from the state through, uh, fake jobs for his wife. And so that was a big scandal. And on the left side, uh, the Socialist Party representative having his uh, uh, vo votes uh, siphoned by the guy on his left, so uh, very much to the left of the political spectrum, um, he basically did 6%, which is ridiculous, and uh, the other guy did almost 20%. Uh, so it's still a very split result for the first round. Uh, Marine Le Pen did about 20, uh, Macron, the guy in the center, did about 23, and um, the Republican and, and uh, 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 France Insoumise, which is which can be translated by, uh, how do you say Insoumise? Um, unsubmitted? Uh, unsubmitted. Unsubdued or something? Unsubdued, uh, yeah, probably unsubdued. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so that's the far left uh, side. They uh, did about 20%, him and uh, the, the Republican candidate. All right, that's a long introduction, but I think it's important to understand what happened. Uh, would you guys agree that this is mostly fact a factual um, explanation of the situation so far? Like, if we just want to describe the facts, that's more or less how we can do it? Would you guys agree? I do yeah. totally agree with you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So we have a common <laughs> basic uh, set that we can work from. And let's do that with going to uh, Pierre, who again is more, mostly on the left side. Uh, I'm sorry, on the right side uh, of the political spectrum. And I'm going to ask you to tell us how, you know, a mix between you and the pip people on your side of things view uh the the situation now and maybe even you know take as long as you want to explain what you think of how it's gone uh, uh until now and you know what you think of uh what you your guys is your and gals think of the right the center the left and you know basically what i would like to have is for the listeners to understand the right side of the political spectrum's views on the entire political spectrum. So <laughs> good job with that. Uh, good luck and go ahead. You have uh, a, as long it's as you want. It's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, okay, so don't, don't hesitate to interrupt me if I'm too long because um, it, it happens sometimes. <laughs> okay. But, 
<laughs> so um, the way I see things is that uh, for the last decades, uh, really uh, for the last 30, 40 years, uh, we haven't done the reforms that other countries have made. Um, and it's it's especially true concerning um, public spending. Uh, it's right now uh, 57% of the GDP is public spending, which is way more than uh, a lot of developed countries uh, that perform better than us. So we have this uh, economic problem. We have the uh, unemployment problem. Uh, all, all the consequences of a, uh, a very, uh, a very limited economic growth. And on top of that, we have all the identity problems uh, that that people uh, feel, uh, especially these days with the problems of terrorism. Also, the problem of um, feeling that their culture is is losing some influence, and uh, and this is especially true for people on the far right. So, what's happening now is that they. They, they feel that they tried uh, the left, they tried the right, and um, speaking for people who are leaning on the, on the right side of the political spectrum, they feel that they were betrayed uh, in several ways, that they, they were betrayed economically because the reforms to cut public spending, to, uh, to lower taxes to make uh, the the market job more flexible, that all this wasn't done uh, as it was done in other countries, including by the left. So if you if you look at Germany, if you look at uh, uh, other co countries uh, comparable to that, um, England, for example, with uh, Tony Blair, they did the reforms, even though it was the left that was um, that had the, the power at the time, and our rights <laughs> wing. Politici politicians didn't do that. So uh, economically, they, they felt betrayed. And also, uh, in so terms of... Sorry, just, yeah. just to, uh, to, to expand a little bit on that, uh, that view, would you say that our political spectrum is overall much more to the left than other comparable countries in, in Europe, for example? That, you know, our, our right is more to the left than the right in the other countries, that our left is more to the left than the other... Um... Oh, yes, far, okay. far more. Um, but it's, to, to me, it's more a question of, of a statist versus um, non-statist. Um, because if you look at both our left and, and right, well, they, they share the, the belief in, in, the, in the state, in the, the power of the state to solve the problems. So this is what I think defines um, best the, the, the French view on problems, is that they trust the state. So some of them will say, okay, I trust the state to, to defend our culture, our nation, to, to counter insecurity, etc. Some will say, I trust the state uh, to give more welfare, to protect us from, global, from globalization, etc. But they, they always trust the state. And that's the, the common point that, that other countries don't really share, even though today, even countries like the UK, the US, um, are asking for more protection. But overall, I think it, it's not comparable to France. So, but you're saying that other countries aren't, uh, don't share their trust in the state. I would say that in Europe, we're very much, uh, you know, even the people on the on the right consider that the state has a big role to play in many, I mean, we're not 
Yes, it's it's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, even okay. in Europe. Okay, right. Yes. Uh, so how? But in the case of the far right, uh, which to be clear, you're not a part of. Um, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but in the case of the far right, they still uh, they don't want Europe, but they still want a strong state. Right? It's not about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not about being against the state. Yes, exactly. And that's the, the evolution that, that I would like to describe for the listeners. Uh, the evolution of the far right, um, you know, f going from uh, Marine Le Pen's father, Jean-Marie Le Pen, to, 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 to his daughter, um, the Front National has shifted, uh, economically speaking, um, to, the, to the left side of the political spectrum. And it's exactly why uh, a significant portion of Jean-Luc Mélenchon's voters uh, are intending to, to vote for Le Pen. And we all know that the uh, uh, the blue collar workers they they um, well a significant portion of them now vote for the far right, but they used to vote for the far left because the ideas are the same economically. It's uh, protectionism. It's it's uh, against globalization, against competition. Um, against evolution in general, you know, economic evolution. So they, they have their disagreements over uh, insecurity, immigration, etc. But um, the economic narrative is more or less the same. So that, that was a big shift in the, in, in the national front. It's true that uh, we we do see between Jean-Luc Mélenchon, so again, the unsubdued <laughs> uh, party, uh, the unsubdued France, there are some... Uh, elements and i did mention this in previous shows but there are some elements that that are uh common with the front national uh in that they are against well partly against europe so there are some of those points that they find appealing in the other ones uh uh promises but um i, I wanted to go over some of the things myself but maybe it's better to get Cassim's uh, point of view from the left side a little bit. What do you think, Cassim? Yeah. Can you tell us what you you think of this? Yeah. Uh, so um, I think I'm going to start with uh, how you I see the um, political spectrum when you asked uh, if the political spectrum was more on the left or on the right compared to the other countries in the world. Yeah. Sure. And uh, yeah. And um, so I think. Uh, you are both right that uh, state is very important to, uh, in France, uh, the power of the state, and how, and how we can uh, how we rely on the state to solve every possible issues. Um, I think historically the political spectrum was more on the left, and I and you were right, but I disagree that it's not. Uh, I think it's not the case anymore. Or I I think. It's moving to the right, slowly but surely, it's moving to the right. I think that um, someone like uh, the previous president, which was uh, François Hollande, uh, is uh, still seen as uh, someone from the left. Well, and he's I, a socialist. He's a member of the yeah. Socialist Party. Yeah, uh, historically, he's a member of the Socialist Party, but I think the Socialist Party has moved from, uh, without changing his name, has moved from uh, um, a socialist view, a, a left view, to something more uh, center in France, which we, which, uh, and center in French means uh, uh, something equal to the, um, to the Democratic Party, I think, in the United States, for instance. Mm. But I think what I'm saying is that, uh, yes, the Socialist Party was very, very much to the left before, And they are moving 
uh, to the right. What also I want to mention, so, I think it's very... Yeah. Let me ask you, as I did for Pierre, uh, so you're saying that the Socialist Party is very, is moving to the right uh, at the, and is, it, uh, you know, more to the right at the moment. What do you think of uh, the other governments in, in Europe uh, where they have social democrats, basically, is what the Socialist Party is moving to? Do you, are you saying that social democrats are more to the are, are right-wing parties kind of uh, I, i'm not sure because i'm not uh as familiar with um, the issues other countries in the in europe uh have i think um i am comparing the socialist party in france to what is a democratic party now i think she it's moving slowly to what the democratic the democratic party in the new united states is right now i think uh someone like I so think you think the democrat like, party the democrat party yeah. in the u.s you would describe it as having right-wing policies for your uh, point of view no i from my point of view i will describe it as something in the center Uh, and is that too much French. to the right is what I'm trying to get to because the the unsubdued France, I'm pretty sure if I understand it correctly, and I don't want to speak for them or for you, but they're saying that that those policies are too much to the right. Yeah, some yeah, I think some yeah, I know uh, a lot of people in my so-called camp are thinking that uh, everything that Hollande or Macron is are proposing. Uh, too much on the right, and uh, they are clearly on the right side of okay. the political spectrum. I I don't think that. I think it's uh, very much in the center. I think it was described before. I think in in French in France it was described as from something from the left before. Hollande was uh, described as someone from the left party, the left side of the political spectrum. And now now I think he's clearly in the center in French, which. And the center in French is equivalent to everyone's else left side of the political spectrum. Right, right. Democrats, yeah, Democrats in the United States are considered as a left side, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. If, if, if I can add one thing, um, the, the socialists are exactly at the point where they have to solve the contradiction yeah. between yeah. Uh, social democracy and socialism. Um, They, they didn't want to, to give up the word social, socialism uh, until now. And I heard um, like two days ago, uh, Manuel Valls, our former prime minister, who, who was saying, um, guys, I told you, we should have uh, given up the, the word socialist because let's face it, we're not socialists anymore. Do we refuse free market economy in general? No, we just want to regulate it. We just want to add a welfare state, but we don't refuse it. So now um, it's things are becoming polarized because people want more um, coherence, maybe, I'm not, I'm not sure about the word, but they, they want clear ideas. And th that's the strength of Jean-Luc Mélenchon. He has a clear idea. I refuse capitalism. I refuse, um, I, I refuse free market basic principles. Where, so, where the, the, the social democrats, they accept it, but they are very uneasy with the idea of profit, the, the, the ideas that, that drive capitalism. So it, it, they, they feel unease, uh, um, uneasy and voters can definitely feel that. I think, yeah, yeah that, that, that 
might be a good point to uh but you say whatever you want Kassim but I'm th I'm thinking maybe it's a good point to uh, talk about the unsubdued la france insoumise let's call yeah, it yeah, with its french name but yeah uh, but uh what i want to mention before is that um yeah we have you have to understand i think our listeners have to understand that um in french in france we judge if someone is on the left on the or the right side mostly by the his uh, view on economics and right. not as much on the um, i on the humanism, the social, the social, yeah, yeah, mm. social issues. Um, I think that's because our right, uh, our Republicans are the right side, uh, the right party, the right wing party. Historically, was uh, very conservative on the social issue, so it was not really uh, a matter of uh, an important uh, topic in the discussion. Uh, and we are more judging only on one uh, axis, which is just, just the economics view uh, of the candidate. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, think. Yeah, it, it's a very prevalent view. I think, if you uh, allow me, on the left side, I okay. think a lot of people on the right side would say that uh, you you can't be uh, right wing if you are on a certain point on social issues like that. Uh, social issues. How can I put it? Every, most people agree on social issues. There is a far-right fringe that will tell you, you know, this is not okay when we talk about gay marriage or, you know, things like that, uh, including the Front National, by the way. But everyone else agrees that this is fine, uh, you know, all, uh, the social issues were mostly in agreement. So I think it's a little bit convenient yeah, right. yeah, to yeah, say right. oh but you know we all agree so so it's the economic issues that matter it's true but i think the the reality is that even the most right-wing people not the most right-wing but a lot of the right-wing people have quote-unquote left-wing views on social issues they're still on the left side of the political spectrum on, on social issues, right? I don't know if I'm being clear. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. So, so well, yeah, right. So we agree that uh, economics are more in uh, economics are more important in France uh, in the way we oh we judge uh, people on the left or right wing. Uh, I think they right. differentiate ourselves more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, to speak about uh, La France Insoumise, <laughs> uh, which is a, definitely a weird name on an English show. Uh, yeah, so um, it, I think uh, there are two sides or three sides that are very important to understand about uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, which is a candidate that did uh, 20, that gained 20% of the votes. And managed to, for the first time, to be more popular than the socialist uh, candidate, which is historically not our um, so left-wing candidate. Almost, uh, three, three, almost three times uh, more popular. Yeah. I judge by uh, the score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, really a huge uh, event. That's part of the earthquake that Patrick um, was mentioning. Earthquake, yeah. Mm. Oscar, yeah uh, that. Uh, Patrick was talking about earlier. Uh, yeah, so um, Jean-Luc Mélenchon is, uh, was, uh, did a campaign about uh, three main topics that was um, uh, economics and um, how we, yes, he, 
I don't. I disagree when Pierre said he, he was. Uh, he's not. Uh, I don't think Jean-Luc Mélenchon is against um, capitalism. Uh, capi capitalism or the free market. I don't think he is anymore. Actually, at least, or not with uh, in this election. Uh, but I think yes, is uh, clearly against uh, companies are, are doing uh, too much profit or. Uh, I, I'm trying to say the things that he said, even though I quite, quite disagree with him on this topic, but I think he believes that, uh, and something popular in, in, in my camp uh, is, is that uh, every boss is trying to... Uh, uh, to exploit his workers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And make uh, the more profit he can make and uh, I, I think there is, the, the, to illustrate what you're saying, I feel like there is a very strong sentiment in the, the especially in the France Insoumise, but more widely on the left side of the political spectrum in France, that, you know, people use patron, which means boss, almost as an insult. Yes, you know? it's yeah, exactly. It's an uh, it, enemy. It, it's very much the enemy of the camp as uh, like um, the immigrants or Muslim will be the enemies, uh, the, design, the designated enemies of the far right uh, party. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so you just summed it up. Uh, that, that's the common point between all these uh, far something parties is that they, they have clearly identified enemies uh, and a very simplistic view of things. So it can be the rich on one side, it could be the immigrants on the other side, but they, they just reduce the problems to, to very uh, simplistic views, especially yeah. about economics. And, and that's the, the other common point between the two, is that they don't understand a thing about real-life <laughs> economics, uh, about the... the All right, let's let, uh, let, let's let Kasim... Uh, uh, yeah, right. I... I I, what you're saying, Pierre, makes me smile uh, <laughs> for reasons I'll explain later. But Kasim, uh, continue yeah, on, on uh, that. Uh, but actually, I, I quite disagree with um, Jean-Luc Mélenchon on this topic. Uh, the two other topics that are very important to what uh, to voters for that vote, choice to vote for Jean-Luc Mélenchon are um, ecology. Uh, so. The fight against global warming and how we should uh, switch our economy to something that uh, take more into uh, into account, yeah, into into account, account uh, yeah. the the earth and the planet and the environment and how we shouldn't uh, I don't know uh, um, promote uh, polluting uh, economy. Mm -hmm. And the third one, and I think it's the most important thing to, uh, that is very important and explain how popular Marine Le Pen is right now, uh, is uh, how democracy works in our country. And by that, I mean that in French, we are, it's our fifth uh, republic. Uh, we are not using the same constitution as it, uh, it was uh, 300 and year, and years ago, like some other crazy countries. <laughs> uh, we, are, we have our fifth uh, republic that started uh, in the 60s, right? I, uh, 50s, yeah. So 50s, 50s, yeah. Basically shortly after the war. Yeah. And, um, 
And uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon is uh, in favor of uh, going to the Sixth Republic and uh, basically uh, reinventing how we elect our president, how we will elect our um, uh, Senate, our deputies, uh, and how we work as a society. Uh, what, what are the fundamental rights to human beings and stuff like this. Can you expand on this a little bit? Can you explain uh, what are the problems uh, he sees yeah. in the Fifth Republic and how he intends to solve them? I mean, I know it's a very complicated issue, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, actually, I think the common uh, idea is that um, the Fifth, Fifth Republic was working well until 2002. But in 2002, we moved... Uh, uh, to a um, state where our president is elected uh, every five years. And, uh, that was 2007, uh, actually. Wasn't it? Oh, no, no you're no, right. No, it no, was 2002. Oh, Sorry. 2002. Apologies. Yeah. 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 And um, no, so now our president is elected every five years and we don't have uh, midterms uh, general election anymore. We have our election legislative, which is right after in uh, just in right in a month, so it's uh, one month after the presidential election. It, yeah, it yeah. used to be that the um, that the yeah. legislative where we elect uh, the basically the house uh, was on a four year cycle, was it? Uh, uh, no, it's a it, was, six it was five years. Uh, yeah, it was five. It was five. Okay, so so there was but a president point. was seven. Yeah, there was a point uh, between the presidential elections and that point moved, but where the, um, the, the people could say, yes, we're happy with what you're doing, or no, we're not. Uh, but then both were in lockstep on a five-year cycle. And the yeah. reason why that happened was that very often we ended up with a, a lame duck president, I guess, because the, he didn't have the majority in the House anymore. Um, and it was a real problem for years before that. Right. So, but now the issue is that uh, for we elect a president and his party uh, in the House for five years, most of the time. And, uh, and they can decide uh, everything. We gave, we gave them free power of uh, yeah. most Basically of the... Basically, it's carte blanche for five years, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. And they don't... Is there is no check and balances are not as important as they are in the United States, for instance. And it's uh, I I think it's part of the or we think it's part of the issue where uh, presidents are less and less liked uh, by the population, and how uh, um, the president uh, yeah because. Uh, in France, we have this thing where our, pre our president is the leader of the party. He's always the leader. He's most, most of the time, he's uh, the leader of the party. So basically, we have the feeling, or some people have the feeling, that uh, he's deciding alone for everything in the country for five years. Okay, think, so how right? do you fix it? And so we fix it by moving to the Sixth Republic and uh, asking... I I don't think uh, I know exactly how to fix it, or I have my opinion, but I I think it doesn't matter. Uh, I think um, we uh, so he proposed to um, 
ask the population in a house, in the special house made by uh, randomly selected people from the population, how to, uh, to write a new constitution and to write uh, a new law on how we elect uh, the president and how we should, how we should elect uh, the house and people that uh, rules the country. But, wait, but surely there are things that are kind yeah, of, right. they have ideas yeah. on how yeah, that right. should work, right? So ideas are uh, people should be allowed to vote uh, at the age of uh, 16, and uh, they should uh, make the, the vote should be mandatory. So you uh, should be, you should have to vote, uh, you could... You don't have the choice to decide whether or not you you want to vote or not. That's every politician's dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you count. Uh, but, you count. Yeah, yeah blank want, votes, right? Yeah, exactly. You want, you count blank votes. So if the fifty percent of the voters uh, decided that um, none of the candidates were good enough they would be fired, and we will choose new candidate, and there will be a new election. That actually, in the in this election, if we did this, uh, I think the right wing party will will have win the election. Mm. Right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't I know. Mean, if, it's possible. I mean, but... if he, if we did a new election with new candidates, I think the right wing party could uh, oh. would have a chance to win. Yes, yes, of course. I I, right. I think so too. Yeah. Um. Okay, so can you tell us how you see, uh, how your camp sees uh, the right and the far right? And then I'll, I'll tell my yeah. piece. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so I think I will, yeah, sorry. Oh, we have a little bit of an echo. Keep going. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, so um, I think I will start with the far right, which is uh, easiest to describe in English, I think. Uh, I think... Uh, Pierre was right when he said the far right, uh, which is Marine Le Pen, is uh, speaking to the blue collar and uh, trying to. Uh, I don't know how to say that. I, I think uh, she's trying to make her appear like she was from the left side somehow, uh, because she also, even though she's blaming uh, the immigrants. And uh, the terrorism and the Muslim to keep the voters from uh, her father. Her father, she's trying to gain uh, blue collar voters by also uh, putting the um, boss and capita capitalism as the enemy of the friends. So basically, everyone but her are the enemies. <laughs> uh, and I, so I think on economics. No, she is proposing uh, something that is more to the left side of the political spectrum, which is kind of weird. And uh, uh, it's hurt my feelings to say that because I think she's lying and she doesn't really want to make uh, left uh, policies. But uh, she's actually uh, she's uh, claiming that. Mm. And on the social issues, she's very, very much to the far right. And she's something along the line of the... Um, uh, tea Party, I think, in the yeah. United States. Uh, I don't think she is... goes that far, but yeah. Yeah, okay. But, well, okay. but uh, she has 
even though she tried to, I think she genuinely tried to clean her party. Mm. Uh, there are still many uh, Nazis, many uh, <laughs> nationalists. No, it's true. Even at the regional, the previous election, which was the regional election, there there was candidates that uh, had uh, Nazis uh, tattoos. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm letting you okay, explain okay, how okay. you you see and your camp see, so sees she everything. Has, yeah, she has. So she has two two side of of the of her voters. She has the right left voters that uh, where she speak about the boss and uh, the capitalism and she has the right voters what she where she speak more about oh uh, muslims are uh, replacing uh, french and how they are influencing uh, our culture yeah. with uh, uh, with their weird view on feminism and uh, and so stuff like this and uh, and of course, they are all. Every Muslim is a, basically a terrorist, uh, or could be, a, be or could be even one. Is a potential he, terrorist. Yeah, yeah, potential terrorist. And if he is an, uh, a terrorist, he's a drug dealer for sure, uh, <laughs> basically. And, okay, so what about the Republicans? And about the Republicans, uh, they are very much like the Socialist Party. They are, uh, uh, I think, they have two sides. Uh, that and they need to solve uh, their issue and decide exactly what their view on politics is. I think there is uh, one side which is, which is more to the center, which is represented by by uh, Alain Juppé, for instance, which is more uh, something that is um, uh, from the General de Gaulle, which is uh, uh, the first president of the Five Republic, and. Uh, is uh, some some people uh, there are people that uh, are more to the left on the social issues I think are the center of the on the social issues but are on the right on economics I think Pierre was right uh, they are all about uh, public spending so their way of fixing public spending is by removing things that the state actually or currently does mm -hmm. uh, for instance. Uh, I would imagine that uh, they would prefer that uh, trains uh, will be managed by private company instead of uh, of the French state yeah. companies. Not, <laughs> not really, do they? Ah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'm. I'm oh, you, you would imagine. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them do actually, yes. Uh, and I'm trying to think like uh, people in my camp are thinking. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pierre, you were saying some of them do, but do, would you say that's a common, um, uh, you know, a commonality in the Republican Party? I, I to me, it uh, would it, seem like something, uh, something of a contention, and it would it would be heavily debated. Well, it's uh, it's it's actually in theory they they are for private companies. Uh, Except in, in very strategic sectors, but when they are in power, well, usually the thing is that uh, there's, a, there's a huge difference between what they intend to do, cut public spending, and when they, what they actually do. Because when you cut public spending, of course, you hurt some people's interests, uh, very specific groups' interests. So um, <laughs> you, you have people in the streets, and that's where you can actually measure um, the, the strength of, of someone's convictions. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that in theory, uh, people like François Fillon, for example, uh, they were in favor of, uh, of you know, privatizing uh, the railway. Um, 
I'm not sure about the railways, but right, for example, right. he, he's the one who implemented the European law on the competition in the um, te telecommunication uh, sectors. Right. But I think the, the reason the railway is sort of important to discuss is because how badly it went in the UK when they privatized the w railway. And so when you're still saying, well, they, I want to privatize they the railway. Privatize, they, they actually privatized um, the train companies, but not the right. actual net network uh, right, of, right, right. of railways. Right. But still, it was the result wasn't what they expected, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, something that I think we, you will both agree on is that they want the state to have less uh, state employee, right? Yes. Yes, true. Yes. And um, that you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be happy with? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's at the left side of the right-wing party, but there are also the, uh, a new right-wing, um, something that will will be uh, with uh, someone like uh, Estrosi or Sarkozy in France, which is uh, someone that uh, is still on the right on economics, that still want to uh, cut public spending, but is also talking about a lot about uh, the Muslim, the identity. I think uh, some uh, someone like Alain Juppé was not talking as much as uh, as Sarkozy about uh, the identity crisis in France, how we should uh, manage uh, Muslim and uh, terrorism. More moderate on, on that front, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, actually, I have one last question uh, for yeah. both of you. How do you, maybe a little bit shorter, uh, because we're yeah, going sorry. longer <laughs> than I thought. Um, sorry. The, oh, that's fine. Um uh, how do you see Macron specifically? So the one who is uh, against uh, Le Pen in the runoff. Well, um, uh, I have personally a uh, um, rather positive view about him. I'm more um, worried about the people who follow him. Uh, and and that, that, that's the whole thing with Macron. Um, as with uh, as on other subjects, uh, people cast whatever image they want on him. Because he he's not exactly on the left, not exactly on the right either. Uh, he he said some very uh, libertarian compatible uh, things uh, on on Uber, for example, on globalization, free trade, um, on open borders, open Europe, etc. But at the same time, uh, well, he he also is followed by people like Ségolène Royal, Najat Vallaud Belkacem, and and a bunch of uh, um, even Robert Rue, the former head of the Communist Party in France. So people are so much confused. Uh, so the, the optimists will say, well, Macron wants to, to make reforms. Well, he, he may not be clearly on, on one side, but he He's trying to, to get things moving. And the pessimist will say, well, he just says one thing and, and the opposite. And he doesn't have any clear view on anything. Um, and and that won't work. He won't have a majority anyway. But um, to to come back to the, the, the person, uh, Macron, I, I think he was very good in the in the debate yesterday. Um, he, I, I would really describe him as someone who's trying to... to to catch people people's attention, uh, voters' attentions with reasoning, and 
I'm, I'm really not sure how it's going to go because I feel, uh, especially in times of um, Trump's election and Brexit, etc., that people, and especially on, on my side, uh, on my political side, but I, I think it's more or less the same on the other side, that people want emotions. Uh, they, they will definitely base their votes on, on emotional thinking and not reasoning. So, That's, yeah. yeah. Mm. They, they, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I actually, you're you're speaking to my heart now, and I'll talk about this in a minute. But uh, Kassim, what do you think of Macron, and what do you think your camp thinks of Macron? I think my camp, and I believe uh, Macron is on what would be historically the right side of the political spectrum. He is very much in favor of globalization. Uh, I think he's still even less, even if he is more moderate than François Fillon was. I think he's uh, in favor of uh, cutting on public spending and uh, having um, less uh, state employee. Um, but on the social issues, he's very much on the, I think he's moderate on the left side of the political spectrum, which make him appeal, I think, uh, to the electors of the socialist party. Um, I don't, uh, I want to talk about that thing where he says he's not from the left or the right side, uh, which is something Pierre talked about uh, moments ago. Um, I think, uh, I disagree that he's trying to, uh, to get the good uh, ideas from the right wing and the good ideas from the left wing and trying to make everyone agree. I think he, he has his own view on political issues and uh, he wants to share them. And he, he says basically that it doesn't matter if you're from the left side or from the right side. As long as you agree with me, uh, I'm accepting you as my uh, supporters and, and my voters. I don't, uh, I don't really... And if you disagree with me, I, I can talk with you, I can debate with you, but I, I won't um, pick the right, the good ideas or the good view or, or well, the good how... policies you're suggesting. But that's that's all I think. Yeah, okay, but that's that's intellectually weird because you're saying he has his ideas and he thinks that those ideas are good ideas. But if you yep. disagree with him, he won't pick your idea. That's because he doesn't think your idea is a good one. I don't... Yeah, right. No, yeah, right. But uh, I think... Uh, if you can convince people... him that your idea is a good one, maybe he will, he will pick it as well. Yeah, yeah would, I don't okay. think so. Okay. <laughs> would you agree that he has ideas from the French right side and ideas from the French left side? Mm, <laughs> I think they are very... There are much uh, ideas from the right side than from the left side. But what would you say about his belonging to the Socialist Party? Formerly? He doesn't belong to yeah. this. Right, yeah. okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, so, Being in, uh, the uh, so, in a socialist government. Yeah, right. So it's an important topic that was discussed uh, for a long time at the debate yesterday. Uh, so he was in the government uh, as a Secretary of State for the Economy. And he was a special advisor to François Hollande for many years, for a couple well, of years. a couple of years, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he was uh, really involved 
in the five previous years. And he was uh, really involved in how we decided our economic policies, right? Uh, I think. And um, I be- and that's why I believe the Socialist Party is not really on the left side of the political spectrum in France anymore. <laughs> so basically, he was indeed, no. he they, was they, indeed they, involved in the Socialist Party, but he's not on the left side because the Socialist Party is not on the left side, is what you're saying. Right. Yeah, right. Because they, okay. uh, not, not, not all the Socialist Party, because they are divided, but uh, the, the Manuel Valls camp with uh, François Hollande and Ma- Emmanuel Macron are, uh, yes, not on the left side anymore, of the, or not on the left side of the political spectrum, I think. All right. Okay. Let's... Oh. That's what Mike. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 <laughs> and and for me, it's really hard to to. I think we we've had so far an extremely uh, reasonable conversation, and and even some people might think it was a little bit uh, uh, boring because we're trying to be very, uh, you know, as neutral as we can, right? Yeah. And well, I, I, I can add one thing to maybe to be more controversial. Or to, to, <laughs> oh, you don't have to. I think it's good no, no, that no, we're trying to be boring. But I, I, I don't know if it's controversial. But what I can describe in uh, quote unquote my camp, um, it's it's interesting to to see the the shift. Actually, uh, I ha- I've had uh, dozens of people on Facebook. Uh, because I, I belong to libertarian uh, associations. But, you know, there's a, a point of convergence on some subjects between the libertarians and the right. And it's interesting to see that some people, um, maybe f- five years ago, I would mostly agree with what they would say on Facebook. And now I I, I totally see a change. And I even see some people which I never suspected would have um, considered uh, one second to vote for Marine Le Pen, and they're giving, they're they're trying to find um, different reasons to vote for her. So it can be, uh, well, yes, we um, uh, she, she won't be able to govern anyway because she won't have a majority. But Macron is more dangerous because he's uh, uh, sympathetic to uh, radical Islam, etc. Or uh, it can be uh, other reasons, uh, such as uh, well, um, for, for see for for the Catholics, for example, if they, they really uh, feel threatened by uh, Macron because he's uh, supported by Pierre Berger or people like this. So it it can be a different type of reasons, but they they always find good reasons. Or you know, it it can be um, okay. Uh, she's dangerous economically speaking, but at least it will be a change. We haven't tried her, uh, so let's give it a try. Or even people who say let's um let's show that she will fail and that, that that'll show people that the front national is not different but you know uh, they 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 will vote for her uh, some mm. of them and there's um there's a division between people who are supporting macron and people who are supporting le pen people who belong to the same camp uh and now they they are really polarized and uh um, in the associations that i belong to well some people are trying to have other others excluded for calling uh, to to vote for national, etc. So there's a real tension here um, mm. that I can definitely feel. Well, I can feel it as well, and uh, in way more. So, okay, let me describe to you guys how I see all of this. Um, for me, I'm going to go back a little bit farther. Uh, there is a real. I, I, I think I can use the word. There is a real hatred 
for capitalism in France. There is a yes. hatred for it, especially in the far left camp. They use boss as an insult. They use capitalism as a derogatory term. And profit is terrible. Prof basically, profit is, you know, it's okay on, on, the, on the principle to, you know, kind of make money to live. But if you want to make money to make money, you're an evil person. And I'm exaggerating, but that's really the way I look at Uh, uh, some of the left, right, and I'll go to the left, uh, far, I'm sorry, the far left and some of the, I'll go to some of the far right uh, afterwards. And the problem we have is the same as in every other country where the question is being asked. It's that I think that since the war, capital, and, and even before that, but since the war, globalization and uh, open market and capitalism has brought immense progress and shared wealth and well-being to the Western world and the world in general. There is, I think you would have to be so far up your extreme view to deny that, that it, it, your view would be completely distorted. I deny it. <laughs> and, and, you do, and I know some people in your camp, Kasim, deny it. And when you look at the situation of the world population right after the war and where we are now, there is, have, I don't yeah. think there's any way of reasonably denying that the situation is better. Now, of course, for the past... Okay, so you agree with me on that one. Yeah, like, no, no, some, but some people... Just, but let me, let me finish yeah, and okay, I'll, okay. I'll let you afterwards. In the past 20 or 30 years, I would agree that there have been some excesses in capitalism and even globalization to an extent. And there is a, a growing divide between those that, uh, you know, manage to uh, profit from globalization in the sense that they are well off or better off or at the same level and those that didn't especially in the western world because in the non-western world most people are doing better most people but they're doing better they went from developing uh, you know from third world countries to developing countries to now basically uh developed countries and The, they uh, they they have their populations are better fed. There's less uh, uh, famine. There's less uh, mortality. There's more education. Less violence, less violence in the whole world. Has a green light right now. Yeah, exactly. Every indicator. However, in the Western world, we do have some people, some populations that were not able to take advantage of the globalization. And we do have that growing divide between lower class and higher class. And the middle class is being, uh, uh, is being not destroyed. I think that's a strong word, but it is being, uh, uh, rarefied, rarefied. So, And that is a real concern because in a society where you have, you need a strong middle class. And if you have uh, a lot of high, you know, very rich people and very poor people, that's a recipe for revolution. And we need to fix this in the Western world. We need to recreate the middle class. And to people like me, the answer is not, you know, deport all the Muslims or Uh, take the money away from all the, the, the bosses. 
Those are two incredibly extreme and asinine views that won't fix anything. The, the answer is to keep the capitalism and globalization that has brought us so much in the last 60, 60 or 70 years and fix the excesses that we've seen develop in the last 20 years. And that is a reasonable view, which is not flipping the table and giving the finger to everyone else. It's a reasonable view that is backed up by, you know, data and, and theory. And that is what Macron represents. It is someone who knows his stuff, who knows how the economy works, and he looks at policies on the left side, and he looks at policies on the right side, and he looks at the situation of the, the country for the last 20 years where more and more people were blocking the country because the policies didn't fit their label. And I'm not talking about the, the uh, protest, protests in the street, uh -huh. although I would have stuff to say about that as well. But I'm talking about the parties who were saying, well, this proposal comes from your camp, so I'm not going to vote for it. doesn't matter that it's good or that we think it would work. I'm just going to block you. And Macron is offering an, a, a, an opportunity to say, guys, the situation is concerning, but it's not the end of the world. We don't need a revolution. We don't need a complete uh, upheaval of this entire system that has, again, worked pretty well for 70 years. And I think that there's a lot of people on the losing side of globalization that go to Marine Le Pen. And there's a, a lot of, and I'm sorry, Kasim, this is going to sound condescending, and I'm, I apologize for it. But I think there's a lot of young people who only see the last 20 years and who don't understand what it was like before. And I've seen people, I've, debate this, I've debated this a lot with people on my blogs, on, on uh, Twitter, on other avenues, um, because I was trying to, again, explain my views on those things in a much more, uh, uh, I really tried to be a lot more uh, measured than I am being now, because this is kind of an outlet to, to <laughs> let things out. But I, I've had some people telling me, Well, in companies, we don't really need the bosses. We can have the workers take over the, the, the company and make the decision in a communal uh, uh, structure. Oh, that, that, and, that has really and, worked in history. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. And it's like, oh, but yes, we don't get rid of the open market, but we just let the workers, we don't need the bosses. And I'm like, what are you smoking? And, you know, it's and, and it leads to this kind of extreme views that, that uh, people on the, now the, the the real issue is of course what the people on the far left are going to do because the far right we know what they're going to do the center we're hoping they're going to go for macron but it all rests on the far left and they look at all of this at the current situation as such a failure and they're saying oh but the socialist party is social democrat and they're incredibly to the right side. And Kasim, you're being very measured and you're, you know, I think you're more on the socialist party yep. uh, sensibilities. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of people on the far left camp that are saying, I would rather have Marine Le Pen elected now 
than to have Macron, who is, by his uh, capitalistic policies, helping creating more inequalities and helping the Front National. And they're saying it's, it might be better that we get the Front National now because if we elect Macron, things will get worse and we'll get the Front National in five years. And I don't, you know, I've tried to argue with this logic and I've tried to understand how it even can make sense. But it, it, the, I think the reason why they're going so far is that they genuinely, you know, and I've tried to say, and we can get to the blank vote uh, issue, which is really big right now. Um, I've tried to tell them either, the, the situation is very simple. Either you think that the far right, Marine Le Pen and Macron are just as bad and their policies are going to be just as bad for the country. And in that case, I can understand that you'll abstain from voting. If you think they're really just as bad, then okay. But if you think that Le Pen is worse, and with the debate we've seen yesterday, by the way, I think it's very clear that she is a catastrophe. I didn't think... By the way, that might be a, a good time to say this. I'm revising my assessment of Marine Le Pen um, from the previous show. I was saying, you know, oh, but she's not so bad. You know, she, she might... She, she's not like Trump or Farage or she she's has still, some... Yeah, she she is. is still not as crazy as Trump. She's, but she uses she's not real as clown, words. Clownly. Yes, she's not a clown, but although, you know, she uses real words, but she has no policies, no nothing. Yeah, right. She kept, it's like, right. her entire two hours debate was spent saying, oh, Macron, you're a socialist and you're responsible for everything that happened until, yeah. you know, for the last 30 years. That's all she said when, she, when we were asking, when she was asked, what are your policies for this and that? She just didn't answer. And as the debate went on, she was getting crazier and crazier. And yes, she's not quite Farage or, Le P or, or Trump, but honestly, she's. Yeah, I, I, I'm to a point where I would rather vote for the, the, the left of Mélenchon than for her. It's like she would be a disaster for the country. Like, anyway. <laughs> if yeah, you but, think um, that well, she is, if you think that she is uh, worse than Macron, objectively worse, then I don't understand that you wouldn't go vote against her. I don't understand uh, how logically you can make that leap, okay. especially. And I'm going to go to you, Kasim, for you to try and explain this to me. Especially since the whole point of the uh, France Insoumise is that the uh, social democratic policies that we've had for the last thirty years create more equalities, which in turn lead to the ultimate catastrophe, which is the election of the far right, the rise of the far right. And yet some people are so far up their own freaking asses that they're saying, oh, but it's better to have her now than to have her in five years. What's the, how do you even... Okay, so I need to clarify some stuff uh, about uh, my view and... Um, but I think I need to start with the fact that uh, I talked with my family about this and and my friends and my boyfriend and uh, a lot of people in my that shared uh, the same view as me on politics, even though they are not always as moderate as I am. Uh, and they are very much saying that uh, they don't care. They don't care about if uh, they don't care if it's uh, uh, they don't want they don't want Le Pen to win. They don't want Le Pen as president. 
but basically they're they're thinking and i'm partly thinking too that um well if le pen is president it's all you get all your you guys fault and uh, we don't care anymore and we try to exp- to warn before but and, do you ag- uh, do you agree that macron wouldn't be as bad I, yeah, I, yeah. Of course, I prefer Macron to be president than Le Pen. So, is. how can you justify, as a citizen of this country? I think it's running away from responsible for your from your responsibilities. It's this idea that your guys, your guy lost, and if my guy didn't win, then I don't want to have to choose. But that's not how elections work. Elections, you have to get the whole country to decide on one person. And it can't be everyone wins. You always have so, to decide on on one person in the end. Even with your magical Sixth Republic uh, different way of deciding, in the end, there's one person that wins. And one person is not going to be the favorite of everyone. That's how it right. works. So, yeah, right. So we need to explain, I think, this. And I think it's part of because of how our systems work. Um, so, yeah, I voted for uh, Mélenchon, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, in the first round. But uh, it was a, a tactical vote. Like you said, I'm more on the Socialist Party. Actually, I was uh, agreeing on about everything with uh, Benoît Hamon. Uh, so I'm really... Uh, it's my candidate. It's the first time that a, a candidate... Is really uh, having the same exact view on po- on policies uh, than me, um, and and I decided to not vote for him but for Mélenchon because he was getting uh, traction and popularity in the polls. He had a real shot, basically. Yeah, and he wa- he had a real shot, and I decided to vote for him. And that's a real issue of our system and how our system works, actually. Uh, we have a two rounds uh, election with an. I agree that you know, on the first round you choose for your favorite candidates, and I agree that somehow on the second round you should choose for something that is less worse. But uh, many people and myself included think that uh, that's exactly what is fueling the less less worse policy is uh, is what is fueling uh, Le Pen and the far right right now. And um, oh, in the past. 20 years, we never, we never had um, uh, a real people, socialist uh, yeah, yeah, real socialist government. And government. And there is also, yeah, we need to explain that uh, a lot of people on the left wing and the far left wing uh, group are feeling betrayed by uh, François Hollande, which was supposedly the left president from the five previous years. And... Um, Which, and by the way, he did exactly what he did exactly what Mitterrand did. He promised things that he knew he couldn't do, tried them for a year, and then shifted to social democracy. Yeah, uh, right. So, so yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And Mitterrand was in '81. By the way, the the other previous socialist uh, president yeah, who was had, also a huge disappointment to the socialist base. And we had only two uh, socialist party in the history of the Five Republic, but that's uh, socialist presidents, yeah, yeah, president, yeah, I know you. Um, and yeah, uh, you were talking about the young people that, uh, and a lot of young people, and a lot of um, people from uh, cities, and not the countryside, uh, people from the cities, and a lot of young people voted for Jean-Luc Mélenchon uh, on the first round, and I. Um, And I think uh, that has to do because, um, well, 
since I was born, I never had uh, a left, uh, a, a true left wing president or government. Even Jospin, which was uh, the prime minister uh, in 2002, uh, in, the, uh, in the middle of the 90s, um, I was too young to exactly mm. remember what his policies were. How, were. But, so but don't you basically, think I only knew. I only knew Chirac and uh, Sarkozy. Uh, and and Sarkozy, which were were very much on the right wing to me. Mm. And but don't you and think it's to talk about that blank vote thing again? Don't you think it's better to have, uh, you know, to to limit the in your view to limit the the damage that the next government is going to be able to do, and then to play the game again and convince people to vote for Mélenchon in 2022, you know, rather yeah, right. than so, table yeah, yeah. flip with, with uh, Le Pen, put the country on its knees, and then say, ah, I told you it was going to be horrible. Yeah, so there, is, there are two parts of this. Uh, 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 the, the first part is that um, uh, for the five previous years, uh, Hollande voted the emergency, the state of uh, emergency because of the terrorist attack. He voted a lot of um, law against the rights of people, uh, against li some liberties, uh, because uh, for security reasons. And um, and you think it would have, be better with Le Pen? And I, I think a lot of people uh, are thinking uh, we don't, care because uh, maybe we we want uh, basically I think they want Hollande to pay and the um, political elite to pay uh, you know it makes me think, think of the Sanders yeah, people I, I think we feel I think we feel that um, the our political class um, put Le Pen at the second round made, make, uh, made everything they could to put Le Pen at the second round <sighs> and gain a free uh, win from the two-round election by having her uh, on the second round. And um, the fact that... Um, uh, and basically, uh, they, want, uh, they don't want to save uh, the country. They don't care anymore. Wait, and wait, they... Really? Are you really okay, listening uh, to yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, Seriously, can yeah. seem like they don't uh, care about the country. They don't want to save it anymore. They're just in it for what? Like to make themselves richer? That's the the, no, the no. view of the. Basically, uh, what they're saying is that uh, in the five years, uh, they, in the past twenty years, uh, none of the political class tried to prevent Le Pen from accessing to the second run again. So they willfully messed things up. So, they didn't think what they were doing were, were, was right, but Mélenchon, he will have the right answer. And of course, what he will do will absolutely I work. I don't believe and... for a second. Exactly. Uh, it's, that's it's... not exactly what my, my... I think that's exactly what my camp uh, yeah. believe, and my family <laughs> yeah. believe. And, uh, mm. uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Pierre, go ahead. It, it, it all comes back to frustration uh, on both camps, I think. Um, it's, it's the same for, in my camp, there's also people who, who, who reckon, who, who, who accept the fact that uh, Le Pen would be um, a worse choice than Macron, but they 
can't resolve, um, they, they, they just can't make the effort to go vote for Macron because that, that wouldn't express the, the genuine anger that they have yeah. the genuine fr mm -hmm. frustration that they have and and it's true that um reforms uh, political reforms especially in a in a big country uh with the um with so many administrative and and po political levels that it's it's always it's it's a big ship to to move around you know it's it's like you you're you're uh, sh shipping the t titanic it's it, it takes a lot of time to to make reforms so it's always frustrating things change slowly and if people want things to, to change uh brutally well, of course it's hard to vote for someone like macron who who who, who will be reasonable but uh let me also add one thing um I think that abstention in itself is not always the the, the worst thing. Uh, if you don't, ha if if the people um, you, who you can vote for are really terrible choices, and if you really don't see anything that that fits your ideas, and also if you think that it's not the politics who change the world, but it's the entrepreneurs, it's the people, uh, the civil society, well, then it's it's not always uh, a matter of uh, of life or of, of emergency to to go and vote i think th this time is a bit special because the question is um could our democracy be profoundly, de deeply changed by the election of someone like Marine Le Pen or Jean-Luc Mélenchon? And so, so, sorry, Kassim, but I think that Mélenchon is just as dangerous as yeah, Le Pen, if, if not more. Um, and I think the answer is yes. So this is why, um, to, to, to be honest, myself, I haven't voted in the last 10 years, and I will go vote this time for the second round, because I think that this time is different uh, with Marine Le Pen. But uh, let me be clear, uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon would have been just as bad, you know, uh, probably starting with good intentions. But if you don't understand the, the, the basics of economics, uh, the benefits of international trade, the fact that uh, if you don't trade, then it's you just... Uh, you just become poor, and if you if you look at the big picture, all the countries who trade the most in the world, they have become the richest, and they have gone from underdeveloped to richer than France for some of them, like South Korea. If you look but at you know, if you look at Jean-Luc Mélenchon's inspirations, well, look at Venezuela, look at Cuba, uh, <laughs> look at all these countries that 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 are in a terrible situation. I mean, people are literally starving in Venezuela. Because I think that's okay, the, they, they they redistributed the wealth as he wants to do, but they broke the the system, the 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 free market system that makes it possible to create wealth in the first place. So I don't right. think that so, we should underestimate the danger of drawing. I want, yeah. So right, I want to just make some points. Um, to uh, I wanted to say about what I said just before is that uh, I think it's. Uh, people believe it's too easy for uh, politico polit the political class to rely on uh, people to basically save the system every time, uh, and that's what they believe. On the you mean with the Le Pen, like it's the second time they've said, "Ah, oh, but well, we shouldn't yeah. vote for Le Pen, so vote for our guy," and yeah, and that's right. kind of the the trick that they're pulling in your view. And uh, and I, as they're going to pull this every five years now or every 20 years, and that's b what my camp believe. And mm. um, also, I wanted to mention that voting for so, Macron... Sorry, I'm, go I'm going to uh, expand on this just for a second. So the rationale between uh, not voting at all is that if you perpetuate this... Uh, 
this charade, in your view, yep. it's going to keep happening every five years or every 10 years. And so the candidate of the, um, of the, the, the right or the social democrat right, yeah. is always going to keep passing because that's always yep. going to be the same story. Well, you know what? Thank you, Kasim, like from the bottom of my heart, because this makes sense. I finally understand why people might be saying, well, let's just have the Front National now. I, I incredibly disagree, and I think it's yeah, I know, asinine, I know. but actually, I kind of, it, it, in the, the extreme left view, if that is what you're looking at, if you think that's going to keep happening every five years or 10 years for the next, you know, 50 or whatever... Yeah, I can see that that how that is not uh, an appealing prospect. So, like seriously, all of this anger and frustration that I'm feeling now are starting to fade away because finally <laughs> I understand. Thank you. Uh, and also, like, what the- honestly, <laughs> it's had a revelation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, like. Um, I want, what I wanted to mention also is that um, if you decide uh, to vote for Macron, you're Basically, giving giving him strength, even though it's against Le Pen, and even though a lot of people will think, yeah, he won by eighty percent, but uh, or sixty or seventy percent. But we all know that uh, don't not everyone that voted for Macron will agree with him because there was Le Pen. Uh, he will, I I think, and we think uh, he will uh, leverage this to win the next. Uh, general election, which is just in a month. Mm. The legislative elections yeah. where we elect the parliament, yeah. Yeah, and that's part of, that's part of the issue because uh, basically we want Macron as president, but we want Macron to win with 51% and not 60 or 80. Even mm. though that means that Le Pen will have 49%. And so there are a couple of questions I have here. Uh, First of all, I forgot my first question, so let's go to the second one. Um, there is one thing which I'm a little bit worried about. Oh, right, yes. The first question is, do you think there's a chance Le Pen can win? Yeah. Yes, I do, I do think there's a chance that Le Pen can win. Um, I, I, I just um, I have a feeling. It's, uh, I don't have any um, uh, factual elements to, um, to, to really uh, express it, but um, I feel some people won't say that they will vote for Le Pen, but they will anyway, um, people from the left and from the right. Um, I, just th- I just think they, they want to kick the system in the balls uh, once for good, you know. Uh, so I, I'm, I've, I've studied all the, uh, all the possible outcomes um, of the um, of the first round voters, uh, how are they going to vote for the second round? And apparently, there's a few scenarios that are not uh, crazy, and um, in terms of you know why people would um, would um, choose abstention or Le Pen, and uh, and these scenarios could actually lead to Le Pen being elected, especially if the Mélenchon voters um, decide to not vote for Macron. Right. Um, I, yeah, I agree, and I think uh, we have the re- the perfect recipe to for Le Pen to pass uh, because of uh, the situation in France, because of how Trump got elected. I, after the um, debate yesterday, I think that she has less chance to win because she was re- really, really bad. But Trump lost all his debate. Uh, Mm. according to the polls uh, when they had the debates in the United States. 
and he got he won anyway so yeah uh, it's kind of a, so. of a milder version of what happened there in that the equivalent of the emails is he's a ba- he's a banker because he worked for a yeah. bank for like five <laughs> years and there yeah. and the far left again if you want to have an understanding of how evil bosses are banker is also an insult kind of uh so he's a banker is an argument against him like he represents finance i yeah. i understand the the, the thing uh, because and, he didn't work for any bank and he was not uh like in your local bank uh right right he wasn't a big <laughs> bank he wasn't like yeah, a, yeah, a, a, yeah, yeah of course so that's that fueled the idea that he's among the rich and mm. the elite of the country right which of course Belanchon isn't but Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I mean, I'm just pointing out those those inconsistencies. Not even in the hope that it means anything, but in in, I don't know because it's I can't not right. I can't. Mélenchon is paid. Is Mélenchon like Le Pen? Is paid by the system for the past. I've been paid for by the system by for the past forty years. Yeah, Uh, I will say that I don't doubt Mélenchon's sincerity. I think he's very much convinced. I question it. But you do, okay. okay. But <laughs> I, I, I. However, I was very disappointed that he didn't call to to vote for Macron because he does use the far right for his own purposes. Just like you know, when you say, "Oh, but they use the far right to say uh, this is Mélenchon and his camp does the same." They're basically, "Oh, the the far right is rising because of the inequalities caused by uh, the the." The, the traditional parties. So they're saying, look but, at the far right and, and using it as a banner yeah. to rally around. But the huge, the huge difference is that he is right. Took me a second there. He has a history of supporting a form of political violence, uh, whether in other countries or even in France during uh, some demonstrations, that he will keep defending people Who, who will um, who will commit violence uh, against the police, against uh, hospitals during the the, the labor reform um, law? That's actually uh, something. Yeah, you know, uh, he, he he defends Robespierre, uh, the French revolutionary who who killed so many people, uh, who beheaded so, so so many people. So um, I think he he has a lot of uh, potential violence in in himself that he he was able to hide for some reason uh, from, but, for uh, electoral reasons uh, during well, this election. But uh, right. you know, he, right. he 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 finds. I think he thrives in in a form of chaos, uh, a different form of chaos than Le Pen. But he still thrives in uh, uh, not in reform, not in political reforms, but in chaos. A providential man. Mm-hmm. Um, And you know that, that that form of radical reform, which historically I'm very much afraid of, uh, even when it has the best intentions, um, and even even if I assumed, which which I don't, but even if I believed that uh, he had the right uh, answers, economically speaking, um, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't trust him to implement them because he yeah. is advocating Maybe. for for parliamentary regime, but he's acting like a king. He's acting like a, a providential man. Um, so this whole idea of the sixth republic, I think, is bullshit. Really, uh, it's, well, it's, I wouldn't it's go that far. I think I think he would, but. I mean, I don't know, but I guess we'll have to wait at least five years to find that out. But we could, yeah, we could discuss this, but he's not in the second round, so yeah. I don't think... There's one the... thing I want to, to discuss again to uh, sort of round up the this 
view because i think we we have a certain understanding of what's happening on the far right side of things especially with our specials we've done with uh the brexit and uh, trump and i think we sort of understand the mindset of of the far right the far left however i, I think there's a very very dangerous uh trend of not accepting the democratic results because yep. there's this idea that the fifth republic is a legitimate kind of anyway because it's not the right kind of uh voting process and so what i really worry about is that ultimately when everything is said and done and we have a president and we have a, a parliament they are still going to be going in the street and oh yeah and trying to block Re, yes. you know reforms um, yeah, or policies yeah. that are yeah. decided by and i'm not saying one shouldn't protest that that is absolutely not what i'm trying to say but there's a difference between protest protesting to make your voice heard and and making the power know that you're against something and blocking a country making it unable to function as has happened a few times over the last 15 or 20 years um usually fueled by the extreme uh, not even the extreme, the left uh, side of the political spectrum. And in this idea that I'm not going to vote for Macron because I don't want to legitimize him, I think the second, the thing that comes right after is I'm going to F shit up to make it as hard as possible for him to do anything. And while I understand the sentiment that you disagree with the guy or with his policies, so you think they're bad and you want to oppose them, I really think it's completely, I'm going to say, unfair to, you know, they're sort of negating the voices of everyone else who voted for Macron. It's kind of the people, and uh, so I'll say what I did, I think, I think it's pretty clear, but I voted for Macron because I couldn't vote for anyone else really, and I think he actually has a real point and he makes sense in his policies, and I'm sorry for the people listening to this who might be French who will say, oh, then he's from the right. Or uh, equally strongly, people who say, oh, he's from the left. Well, whatever. I think he makes sense. And in the way that people, especially on the far left, are saying, uh, you know, we shouldn't legitimize him, it, it kind of means, it again, it negates the people who truly voted for Macron because there are some of us and we did end up being but, the first, you know, the strongest. Ooh, I'm sorry. There's uh, someone at the door. I apologize. I'll be right back. <laughs> sorry. I'm back. I'm back. Um, so, yeah, it, it kind of means that you don't, you know, the, the people on the far left are saying, well, if you guys who voted for him, you don't count. It's like, yes, we do, you know, he I, was elected. He, well, okay, he's not elected yet. Let's not yeah, count our chickens. Um, but he was the first one on the first round with a slim margin. With a Yes, but he's still the one we chose on the first round. It counts for something. It count, you and know. again, it's because of the, how our system works and the fact that we don't recognize it's working anymore. Mm. Because, so do you uh, think so I, your yeah. new system will magically make everyone agree with you? We could try. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, but I, yeah, right. So, um, uh, so I, I want to say that, uh, yeah, I know uh, the left 
is definitely the far right. Uh, the, the far, far left is definitely gonna protest for the five year or so. Either if she, if Le Pen wins or Macron wins, in both cases they will protest for sure. Um, not for the same reason, but <laughs> they will. Um, but, but there's a difference between protesting yeah, yeah, I know, and, yeah, yeah, I know. and blocking the country, right? Do, do you agree? Uh, they with will that? want. Yeah, and I agree that they will want to block the country, and I partly agree that they should. Uh, so I want to answer about. Uh, how you think uh, the vote are ge ge getting neglected? So the people that voted for Macron. Uh, so part of that is because um, we don't feel a majority of the French voters agree with Macron or, or with his policies. How do you define uh, majority? More than half of the voters, <laughs> because uh, who, uh, who agrees with who is the one person that the majority, as you define it, everyone agrees with? Uh, I don't know. Not, um, well, right. I think I agree, I understand what you're saying, but uh, I think um, Macron Macron's popularity is extremely low and definitely lower than. What's uh, Hollande's popularity or Sarkozy's popularity were in the previous election? That's I'm, fair enough. I, well, I mean that um, at the first round, yes, he was the first. Uh, to, he was first, and he won the first round by a slim, slim margin. But uh, he only gained twenty percent of the vote, votes, and according to the poll. And we should mention, mention that uh, the polls in France were uh, correct. Yeah, they, you're right. Uh, yeah. They were, the the uh, polls, unlike what happened in the US or even in uh, the Brexit, the polls by the traditional uh, polling houses were completely on right. the point, like exactly. Yeah. And there was even a, a small joke with uh, some new polling techniques that studied social media and that were predicting different results. And they were yeah. wrong. And now, uh, to, we also need to say this, they're predicting 60% for Macron, 40% for Le Pen, which, by the way, after her performance yesterday, I, am, I can't believe that 40% is what she's going to get. But <laughs> the danger, I mean, I still think there's a real danger and a real chance that she's going to be elected. And I still would encourage every single person to go and vote against her. We understand you don't like Macron, but when we saw what we, she did yesterday, it was even worse than what I thought. So anyway, sorry. Quickly, I want to mention that um, I think uh, polls after the first round, uh, asking why uh, people voted for Macron or voted for any, uh, uh, each one of their candidate, candidates, uh, they, the people that voted for Macron were about half of them, 50% of them, uh, were saying that they voted for him by, uh, it was a tactical vote to fight but they, again. But that's against always, Le Pen. there's always they so many other choices. Uh, why, why would they vote for him? Because he was, uh, and that's, bec and that's why, uh, there are some people from the communism party that are, um, voting for him because he was first in the polls, and he was the one that could uh, 
easily won win against Le Pen. And Do you they really were, think the communist so, voters represented a significant no, part of the Macron? But, I mean, you had I mean, Mélenchon, I'm, you had Poutou, you had Artaud, who are like I'm, actually trots, Trotskyist, no, Trotskyist uh, candidates, <laughs> right? Earlier, Pierre mentioned that uh, someone from the Communist Party were, was supporting Macron. Uh, right, but I don't think it's significant no, no, in the voters. No, no, it's not significant, but I'm, it's uh, a good uh, example of uh, people that okay. disagree with Macron on, on his economics view and his, and his policies, but want to vote for him just because they want to fi fight uh, Marine Le Pen and are making a tactical vote. On the first round? Really? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, it, yeah, what, yeah, you're saying, what you're saying it applies just as much to every other candidate. I agree yeah, there's it, a, and it's it a factor. Applies to, it applies to Mélenchon, for sure. I voted for, for him even though I disagree with him. Mm. So, so for sure, the tactical vote is a huge part of uh, our first round. You are, vote, you are not always voting for the people, so for the one you agree with, with, but you are voting for the ones that have a chance to be at the second uh, round and you don't want another one like François mm. Fillon, for instance, to be at the second round. So you are voting for Macron, which so, was two people so, to... Okay, to the point is taken. He has a slimmer ma margin than any right. previous so, president. I understand that. Right. Okay. So that's part of the thing that... He, he, yes, mm. he wins. He, he will maybe win the presidential election, but Uh, a lot of people don't think he's really popular enough to be president. He just won because uh, that's how the systems work. And we don't have a choice but to elect him now that Marine Le Pen is against him. So, And that's basically what you're saying when you're asking to people to vote against Marine Le Pen and vote for him. You're saying even though you're mm. disagreeing with him, vote for him and he will be not our next president. And um, But that's, you know, one thing I, I really don't understand is I understand, you know, there are different ways of counting the votes. And there are some really interesting yeah. ones, uh, yeah. especially, you know, the ones where you weigh the different yeah. votes. And yeah, I, I understand this. But isn't it, I mean, you already answered. I was going to say, isn't it better to have not the catastrophe today and keep fighting for that, you know, in five years, Mélenchon could be elected, but you said, you know, they don't think that's actually going to happen. They think the cycle is going to repeat. So, if I can disagree with, with Patrick on one thing, you said no, that... No, you uh, can't. Let's go to someone else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I will anyway, whether you like it or not. But um, no, after the debate, uh, you're, you're, you can't believe that 40% of people will vote for her. I, I can totally understand that because they... The, the debate doesn't really change anyone's minds except for people who really don't know who they're going to vote for. But do you really think but that... But there's lots of them, though. That's that the point in, the election, in this one election. Le Pen, Le Pen voter uh, will... will just uh, say, okay, no, she, she did really bad. I'm not going to vote for her. No, but uh, I don't think the, the ones that, are already, that have already decided which will, will change their mind, I'm, I'm pretty sure no. they won't. But I'm talking about, you know, the ones that might not have already decided. Yeah, but so, some of some of the some of those who haven't already decided, uh, they might not be uh, as uh, receptive as you think to to reasoning. Uh, some of them yeah. will will see that she was um, she was maybe 
stronger in the way in the way that she that she said things uh it was it was all bullshit that she said but she said it in a very confident manner um in a very strong manner uh, are she, you talking she, about trump now <laughs> well it's it's, it's you yeah, know it's it's very there is a very strong popular. similarity it's, between yeah, the two it's it's very comparable she 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 kept saying the people so I'm the candidate of the people, and it's I can I can understand even though I don't approve it, but I can understand that that blue collars people living in the suburbs, etc. They they don't identify to Macron for a second uh, mm. because he's wearing a suit and because he, he he used to be a banker because he 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 looks like the the elite guy. And even though we know that she also is from the elite, probably even more yeah. than. But, but you know, she she calls to the people, and she she sounds genuine in the in the way that she does it when when she when she talks about the uh, the the rural areas of France, when she talks about the the poor people, the small people. Um, it, it's it sounds right in a way. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm really you know, it's funny. I want I want yeah, to mention ahead, that I'm, I'm I'm still hesitating to vote. So so. <laughs> Most of, I think I will on Sunday. I think I will decide to vote and vote for Macron probably. But I, I'm still undecided. So I'm part mm. of the people you're talking about. Uh, that yeah. I didn't, de- haven't decided yet uh, and, if and they are going to vote or not. I think there are because, a few people like. Uh, sorry, go ahead, finish. Yeah, just uh, that um, when I saw the deb- debate, it's clear to me that I prefer Macron. And yes, he won the debate. And yes, he was. Uh, uh, good at the debate, he knew what he was talking about. He, wa- he knew about the economics. He c- clearly was um, smarter than her. And um, but every time I think about voting for him, I remember of everything I disagree with him and everything I uh, disagreed with him on the, in the past five years, where when he voted for when he created his law in France when he was part of the government. And I don't want to recreate this and I don't want to support or to fuel this. And I can't uh, genuinely vote uh, to support this. But okay. I don't want to vote. For, yeah, no, I, I understand. I want yeah. to block. If there was a vote uh, saying I don't want to Le Pen to be president, but please, please put someone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you would know, I, that, I think but. that's a sentiment that is very present in that what I think is an illusion yeah. of the, the, the ideas of your sixth republic, which are, will you know, if we don't like anyone, then we'll find someone else. Or if we aren't satisfied with one of the uh, sitting uh, elected people, then we can revoke them. Or if we want to ask something to the people, then we'll do a referendum and we'll govern yeah. by referendum. These are all ideas that might sound good on paper, but what you end up with is a country that doesn't, that can't work because you have no direction that anyone can follow. Someone you don't like, he goes out. And what president, what elected official has had an actual approval rating two years down the line? Of course, everyone's unhappy and wants to pull, you know, push them out. If you ask people, by referendum what they want you're going to end up with answers you really don't like why because not everyone is an expert in everything i don't think we'd have the gay marriage now we'd ha- we'd we would still have the uh um 
Death uh, the, the death penalty, we might not have uh, abortion. And I understand that those are all to our American listeners. They're going to say, well, yes, of course, uh, that's well. <laughs> but but the problem is you're going to ask people lots of questions about lots of things that they don't understand the ramifications for. They just vote with, well, it feels that way or, well, it feels that way. That's why you elect someone. You elect someone to understand the problems and to realize that things are more complicated than you think than what you think when you think about them for two seconds. So all of these ideas that are now motivating you, Kasim, to, to think, well, but I really wouldn't want, you know, I don't want to vote for Le Pen, but I would want to vote for, quote unquote, someone else, to me, feel like theory, which you can't reconcile with reality, right? Because the, the politics is about actual things you have to deal yeah. with and that's what that's what is frustrating of course um, it, it's it's frustrating but if i if i can everyone. add one, one thing there's a common point that i see between the far left and far right they they both share the conception that democracy is for the people to do whatever they want uh, which which can sound it, it makes sense when you when you just state this but when you think about it um if people uh, democratically agree to to get rid of liberties and to to kill democracy, which so, some of them have in history, uh, is it still the sovereign people? Is it is it still up to the people to decide to to deny their own rights, even though yeah. they might re regret it later? So uh, I'm, I I, re I was really shocked when I heard. Eric Zemmour um, on the on the radio, who who was saying the, these are the two conceptions of, of democracies. So something that democracy is the power of the people, by the people, for the people, and other thing, it's a set of values, it's human rights, etc. And um, I, I can definitely feel the same conception uh, in Jean-Luc Mélenchon's mind. Uh, he has different views, but he he shares the. He shares the belief that um, democracy should allow things to change radically, and if the, if the counter powers um, don't agree, well, then we sh we should overcome them. We we we, sh we should just jump over it. Uh, it's exactly what happened uh, in Venezuela or in other countries. Uh, people with uh, arguably maybe good intentions. Uh, when they found out that the truth was complicated, that the, the economy was very complicated and that they did terrible mistakes, well, when well, people expressed their disagreements, uh, it was too late because the power they had given to these people with good intentions uh, were just too strong and the constitution was easily changed and, uh, and the judges were bought or corrupted, uh, etc. So uh, I think the same can happen um, either with Jean-Luc Mélenchon or with Marine Le Pen. And this we, we should really be aware of. And we, we're, we're really playing with fire. And I regret that some people I know uh, on the right side people that I considered uh, reasonable people, uh, they they are ready to play with fire just because they are so angry they want to show disagreements. But, I think you know, there's there, there, you're, you're right in that a lot of people who are going to those extremes don't realize how democracy, how fragile democracy is. And in that sense, uh, you know, when I'm saying it's younger people who go like, oh, well, whatever will be, it, it will be fine, F everything, and think the situation is terrible. And you're like, well, 
you know, it's kind of terrible for some people now. Yes, in the past 20 years, it has gone worse for some people and we should take care of them. But it's not more terrible than it was 50 years ago. Like, it's what? Actually, what is that? Much, much better. What, if, yeah, if, exactly. On, on what is that, that sort of dream state that you're living in that you think somehow there has been a better time than now, kind of? People always forget the, the bad aspects and, and even even the things that they consider to be oppression at a time, well, they get they, they just get fond of it uh, after a while. <laughs> yeah, if, th- there are some if, Russians who regret communism, yeah, by the way. But exactly. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole... Even yeah. if you listen to Le Pen, now she, she, she's always calling to General de Gaulle. But remember, at the time, he was, he was uh, well, not remember, because I wasn't born, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fond of history. Uh, and he was very much criticized. Uh, and the, the very people who founded the Front National were part of movements who tried to, to actually assassinate him, to murder mm. him. Um, and now the, the, they're calling to his ideas. Uh, so does in- any of this speak to you, Kasim? Does that... What do you think of when we're saying, you know, oh, but things aren't so bad now when you you, you don't look at far enough in history when you say that the situation is is un- unbearable? Getting worse. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I wanted to say. Yeah. So on, <laughs> that, on that topic, um, well, my family is, is usually um, on... Uh, my mother is a uh, was a teacher, and uh, my brother is um, working as, as, in a hospital. So they've seen their um, work situation and their life getting worse in the past few years uh, because of some policies, and that's what is making me believe. Um, that things are getting worse, even though I agree with you that globally um, everything is getting better with capitalism. And I agree when I said I disagree with you when you were saying uh, capitalism make our life better than it was 40 years ago. I agree uh, globally. Everyone is happier, except it's not everyone. It's most of the people are, are living better than they used to uh, to be. But I think there are some people that are getting are living kind of worth even though you no, can you can't really compare because yes they, they didn't have smartphones and they didn't have uh internet and they didn't have uh, a tv or so yeah, yeah but for, 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 for the people who actually lost their job for, for example because of outsourcing um, companies yeah. yes i i can totally agree yeah, it, of even course. though it's it's a, it's a tiny fraction of the population but this tiny fraction people really identify to and they and they really um, feel sympathetic to to that to that fraction and they are feeling they are feeling that uh, their vote uh, don't count because it's always uh, opposite party that is winning whether it's uh, from the far right or from the far left they are feeling that they their vote doesn't count because they are in the mm. minority. But, and but when we say... That, mm, sorry. And in, a, in some things that will be a better, better system, um, their vo- voice will be heard. And uh, some, something like... Uh, I think Marine Le Pen... When, uh, I believe that one of the issues with Marine Le Pen is that uh, even though she represents more than 20 or 30% of the voters... 
she doesn't have any power in France for the past, and she didn't have any power in France yeah. for the past 20 years. And that's an issue. She yes. is representing 20% of the voters and she don't, don't have any power and only any word uh, to say uh, about the uh, French and I think, politics. Yeah, I think there's, we should have a portion of uh, proportional representation in the House. And, and that's, by the way, one thing that Macron wants Wait, to yeah. do. Yeah, everyone wants to do it, to be fair, because everyone yeah. recognizes that's an issue. Um, but the, the, there is a reason why the system works this way and it's to prevent these kinds of things you know there are there are people who remember how things happened in other countries at different times yeah. and i'm not just talking about nazi germany that's not what i'm talking about <laughs> exclusively possibly but there's a reason why the system doesn't allow spikes of unhappiness to uh, uh, upend uh, the entire system and, and uh, when i, I understand and, and when you cre when you create a new system where this is by design allowed and and encouraged, I think the only thing you create is you're not going to make everyone happy because you know people are always going to be unhappy. A portion of the population is going to be unhappy about who represents them. That's obviously true. And what you create is instability because you make nothing certain, and that is. I think I, I'm on P uh, Pierre's side for this. It's very dangerous for the country. But all right, let's I agree. Wait. I agree. I agree. And I, I, okay. I want to say, uh, in co to conclude, that um, I, I would be more in favor of a sixth republic made by Macron than a sixth <laughs> republic made by Mélenchon. If you want to say that yeah, this okay, way, okay. Let, let's try and 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 uh, and and pressure him to change a few things. But, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Yes, and, maybe the yeah. Sixth Republic, but there are things that need to change. You know, I don't think anyone's saying, anyone in any party is saying, everything's fine, let's keep doing everything yeah. the same way. We're just saying we have different, uh, you know, different solutions to offer. And it's not like our vote is less valid than anyone else's. To be completely honest, let's say Marine Le Pen gets elected to the presidency on Sunday. Let's say she does. Well, guess what? She will be our president and we will have to accept that she represents a large part of the population's vote and we have to respect that. She will be our president, just like if Mélenchon had been at the well, second we round. We have and he to was... respect that up to a certain point. Well, uh, we have to respect it. We can... If she starts uh, attacking fundamental liberties, well, then... yeah. Until when should we respect that? That's another question. I think uh, on the first level of she represents a certain amount of votes, then, you know, we, we just like Trump has been elected, you have to respect that he is now the president of the US. Yeah, and yes, popular vote, electoral college, whatever. That's <laughs> the system he was elected in. And you can go protest and you can express your disagreement. Absolutely. And if he, you know, if he starts saying, well, we should re-establish slavery. Then, yes, I agree. Then, at that point, maybe you want to take up arms. But so, uh, yes, it's, it's, I just wanted to, um, to to mention one last point that we didn't mention at all. We, we talked about a lot. Um, we, we talked a lot about the fact that uh, globalization, on aggregate, makes us richer, and that and that economically. Um, the, the Macron's program is is much better, but I, I think it's it, that would be neglecting um, the view of a number of people that uh, it's not all that matters. 
And to some people, and I'm, I'm talking especially about people on the right, they are terribly worried, especially about Islam and radical Islam in particular, terrorism, even though it doesn't make so many deaths, you know, uh, th th there's more people who die from nosocomial infections than from terrorism. But still, they feel it as a threat to the, their way of living. And they would rather stay in, the, in an old-fashioned way of life, even though it makes them poorer, uh, than to, to adopt a new globalized way of life that, that they see as maybe a little bit wealthier, um, But, but culturally more uncomfortable yeah, and more dangerous. Culturally much more uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're, you're I, I mentioning terrorism, but it's a catalyst for actual for just change. I think some people are just uncomfortable with the idea that in a globalized society, culturally you have you have to change. It, it just it's not that you have to; yeah. it just happens. True. Yeah. Yeah. Kasim, sorry, you were. Yeah. You yeah, I, want, I just want something. to mention two things before we uh, conclude. And I have a last um, question before we yeah. completely wrap up. So, right. But go ahead. So, um, you're saying that our system is preventing people like Le Pen to uh, go to power and get uh, elected as president. But obviously, our system isn't working the way it should be because she can be president if people are... And okay, people, I think that's, it's not not what, that's not exactly what I said. That, Yeah, or if I did, saying, I misspoke. But I think, first of all... Your system, our system is preventing some extreme and some extreme spike and some extreme uh, vote. And it should prevent... Uh, uh, basically, we all try to... We are all trying to make a system where we want people to vote for the next president, but we don't want to, them to reinstate Germany, Nazi, Nazi Germany, right? Yes, of yeah. course. But I think in the case of Le Pen, we've been really down on Le Pen for the entire episode. And I think yesterday she demonstrated that she has no policy. She really doesn't. Yeah. She, she is only against what people have done before her. And she has, you know, some accusatory uh, uh Uh, arguments, but well, not a lot of a her own. Of, of, of protectionism and yes. uh, go, going back to the French franc, etc. But it, it would be even worse. But, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And However, I, to, I do want I, to say, Cassim, and I'll let you talk afterwards, just because I'm answering what you mentioned about me. Um, she is still not an illegal party. She's not proposing things that are illegal mm -hmm. or that yeah. are She yeah, isn't. Right. She she represents a party yeah, right. that is extreme, but still within the bounds of uh, of the the Republican tradition. I think right. she's very much on the cusp of that, and she plays with that. But I'm not saying that you know. I, 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 what I'm saying is the system mitigates these kinds of things, and I don't think that you can argue that these, as you guys did, you know, you said the opposite. Basically, what you said is we need to have them represented somehow. And it's true. It's very uh, uh, un unfair that her, her electors aren't represented in many of the instances of our democracy. So I'm not saying it's perfect or that it works every time or that. But what I'm saying is it's better than what the Sixth Republic is proposing, which would make all of these things easier, I believe. Yes. I, don't, I, I do agree. Um, and uh, I wanted to mention what we, we, sp we spoke about, uh, how people that voted for Mélenchon, Mélenchon don't, want to, don't necessarily want to vote for Macron. 
and I want um, I asked myself uh, what what should Macron uh, do to convince uh, to convince people to vote for him, uh, people from the far left, if it's possible. I don't know mm. if it's possible to convince them, but uh, what the, what he should do, and I think he. He can't. He can't uh, agree with Mélenchon on the economics. That's for sure. Uh, that's obvious. But um, I think he need to. He should um, have taken step further in the way he want to fix uh, the system and how he want to. What what we are speaking about for the past twenty minutes. Uh, the the way we vote and I think he should state take step further in his uh, platform to so change the, the voting system basically yeah maybe don't go as far as going to the sixth republic but make promise uh do more, more change to mm. to the system more, yeah. more, more transparency maybe or more yeah, I, I don't know for, for i know you want to initiatives. I know he wants to change things already, but uh, the I thing think is, he yes, he, he already he wants to do more transparency. He wants to do more, uh, which, by the way, is a big issue uh, that we didn't mention. He wants yes. to do proportional in the parliament. So there is some but structural. A, yeah, but I think as an act of good faith and but, a way to try to you know, convince people. So to, I understand this argument and I've heard it many times over the past uh, 10 days. But really, if he did that many people would be the first to call him a flip-flopper of some kind. And if Mélenchon was, uh, you know, in the second round, no Mélenchon voter would ever ask him to make a gesture towards the banquier capitalistic uh, boss, Macron, yeah. <laughs> right? Let's yeah. be honest. I, I, would, I would, but yeah, yeah, I know uh, I would not be the majority of mm. uh, yeah. people that voted for him. I know, but uh, I'm... Trying to be the smarter one, yeah. yeah. So I don't. <laughs> uh, no, All right, I, think, I have. I think I think it's basically that uh, if he if he only counts on people that voted for him in the first round, then good for him. But if he wants people to vote for him because uh, he thinks they should be convinced by him, then try to convince them. But don't, again, uh, you say try to convince them. Everyone else would say, but he's changing his mind and he's changing his policies too. Because there's a big debate about, ah, oh, you're playing games with the voters and you're playing politician ga politician, uh, yeah, right. uh, politics games and you adapt your, your thinking and your convictions depending on the, the, the vote. And you know that that wouldn't fly. You know that everyone I, would say he's being disingenuous. Mm, yeah, well, I know, but I sorry, would disagree with them. But, yeah. Mm, okay. Go, Pierre. Yeah. Um, oh, Pierre, did you want to say something? I want to have the last question, but if you wanted to no, add no, something. No, no, you, you can jump to the last question. Okay. <laughs> last question. This has gone on for much longer sorry, sorry. than I thought. No, it's not your fault. It's I'm I'm delighted because actually you've, as I said, you've managed to explain to me a lot of things that I think were still a mystery. But last question. I very often reference nowadays uh, Scandinavia and the Nordic countries because I think they have an incredible, an incredibly balanced blend of uh, left and right and theoret theoretical um, thinking with pragmatism and actual uh, solutions finding. But 
Overall, they are social democrats. There are variations here and there, but overall, they are social democrats, and their middle class is the majority. And yes, they have issues with immigrants and Muslim uh, uh, populations and all of that. But I think everyone would agree that the Nordic countries are doing the best out of Europe and probably the Western world. Uh, they are social democrats. So they are basically uh, between the Parti Socialiste and the um, Republicans here. Yes. Don't you don't you think uh, both of you? I think maybe Pierre, you might agree, although you're uh, uh, possibly a crazy uh, libertarian. So <laughs> I don't know if you would, <laughs> uh, but maybe Pierre and Kasim, wouldn't you agree? We should again, as we do on this show, look outside and look at things from with an outside perspective instead of being mired in our own uh, uh, view of things constantly, and look outside and look at this and think, all right. Seems to yeah, be working sure. there. It, why it's, don't we it, at least try yeah. to get some ideas from them? Yeah, sure. Uh, I I do agree with this view. Um, I think the the way that Nordic uh, Scandinavian countries work uh, can be applied um, completely to France because uh, I think it's more a question of mentality uh, here in France. And I, I may be pessimistic about this, but uh, I'm afraid people like to take advantage of whatever they can and um yeah. it's 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 a it's one of the major problems with the welfare state system uh it can work to some extent um as long as people don't try to to take too much advantage of it and and here in france um people do take advantage of it and if they if they can live at the expense of others they will do it which is a mentality that from what I can judge, from what I heard, um, even though I, I've never been to these countries, uh, they are much more honest than we are. And this, mm -hmm. the second thing I want to say is I really believe in competition because I'm a libertarian and that doesn't only apply to companies. It, it also applies to political systems. And how they can adjust is, is really by letting people move freely from one country to another because it's it's the ultimate sign that people really try to really agree really um, validate uh, a country's system overall and e even though it's you can never say exactly why people would go to germany and england rather than france w w when they when they are immigrants but they will usually go to germany and england so um it, it's really hard to identify exactly what they praise in these systems but overall i think it's important that that we have so many di different countries with with different institutions and it's also the reason why i'm not too much in favor of harmonizing things too much in europe because um there is a degree of competition including in terms of tax laws and, la and labor laws etc and i don't think that it's always the the least protective that that's really win eventually Mm. But people really make a compromise between a level of protection, a level of employment, a level of uh, liberty and security. So um, I, I really do agree on this uh, institutional competition view of the world. Okay. Uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about Europe much, which is almost a crime given the the importance yes, of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, should, should have. Should yeah, have. because it's it's very much a debate between uh, people that are against. Europe as it is as it is right now, and Macron, which is 
uh, and he's saying so that uh, he's very pro pro EU and pro Europe, even though he wants to uh, fix some stuff and he's trying to say that you want to. Yeah. I think I think he it's the same uh, philosophy that it is with capitalism in general. As I said, basically yeah. we look at things right. and we think let's have economic and uh, social unity as much as we can social in the sense that cultural maybe is is a better word uh as much as we can because it creates ties and makes conflict a lot less likely and yes there are some issues certainly we need to fix them but overall the system we have is much better and creates a, a stronger whole to 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 have weight against you know the american and asian uh, sides of the world where if we were isolated we would uh you know, obviously be be uh, weaker. And on the far left, on the far right, they're saying we leave Europe and we leave the euro with, obviously they understand they now are muddling their message because they know how inconsistent it is with reality. And on the far left, they're saying, well, we'll ask Europe to do things our way. And in that case, we'll stay in Europe. But if they don't want to, we'll leave Europe. And it's basically like, we'll ask Merkel to adopt the views of Spain and Greece. And you're like, no, that's not going to happen. So exactly. obviously, the, the the actual plan is to leave Europe. So I don't buy that plan A, plan B thing that everyone uh, buys, uh, you know, throws back in my face when I say this isn't, uh, uh, you know, it, it is kind of more likely than you won't stay in Europe. Either plan A is going to change because you're not going to get Merkel and the other, by the way, not just Merkel, but the other countries to adopt the views of, uh, you know, Greece and Spain, or you're actually going to get out of Europe. Which is not to say, I think there is a very good argument to be made about stopping austerity and increasing government spending, or at least doing some kind of inflation, which Germany is very much against uh, because of their pensions. But we, we've tried austerity, and I was kind of for it. It's not working. So we need to get Germany to understand that we have a problem, and that is the reason why Le Pen is rising. Not capitalism, yep. but because things are problematic in that. Anyway, uh, if debt was working, well, then I think Greece would be uh, <laughs> the, the best <laughs> country in Europe and yeah. Spain and south of Europe. But the truth is, the prosperous countries are those who can usually um, manage their own budgets. So if they choose a, a certain level of public spending, then they have to have the uh, corresponding amount of taxes. The problem is here in France, we have a level of public spending that is inadequate with the with the level of taxes that we have and we we can't raise the level of taxes because it's it's already one of the highest in the world so um, i i disagree with yeah. you on that but it's, it's yeah a i think yeah there would be a debate to have, have yeah yeah i don't yeah. want to <laughs> i also disagree with uh, Let's not dig into this. Yeah. i don't yeah. i think i disagree with uh oh you judge if uh country is prosperous or not but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah okay we could have a whole Debate yeah, so and a whole discussion, but to sum it up about the Scandinavian countries and social democracy, there, uh, Pierre did uh, answer me on this. Kasim, what what do you think about that? Right. Uh, so yeah, I want to mention that I disagree with Mélenchon on uh, Europe, on Europe and European Union and this plan, plan A, plan B thing, and I agree with you, Patrick. That uh, and I was more in favor of uh, Benoît Hamon, which which was mm. in favor of uh, staying in the EU. 
uh, Europe and but you agree it. that Mélenchon's people are more you know yeah, like yeah, right. we have this exactly. plan A plan yeah. B thing yeah. which will work yeah, exactly and, yeah. yeah and I I kind of agree with the fact that France is so France is not Spain or Greece it's so important in the EU, EU that not yet we sh- it, yeah and we should be able to force some way Germany to understand our view on things even yeah. though I disagree with Mélenchon on what we should do instead of inflation, inflation, yeah. inflation will make everything better. We'll be yeah, fine right. if only we have yeah. inflation, and you know, yeah. then and we'll print, find ways uh, to deal so with we their lose pension and print, and we'll print be- money, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> and invest, in, print money, invest in infrastructure. Basically, what Trump wanted to do, but apparently he's not doing. So, see, everyone agrees with some things of everyone else's plans. This is. It's actually, I truly, I truly believe that. I truly believe that we agree with everyone else's plans in some parts and saying he's from that camp. So, or she's from that camp. So I disagree with everything they say is the, the is killing our, not killing. That's too strong a word is our main problem. And that's Imagine. why I, I, and that's why I'm, I'm agreeing with. Macron, of course, it's it makes sense. Uh-huh. But sorry, Kasim, please. Right, I promise, right. I and, won't uh, interrupt you. On anymore. the northern country, yeah, right. I don't. I think I'm not looking enough. Even though I spent uh, six months in Finland, uh, I think they have um, a really different history from France. And I agree with Pierre that uh, in France we have this culture of uh, trying to win the best of the system, even though it's uh, at the expense of uh, everyone else. And that's exactly why we have some candidates that are, have issues with the law. And some people are justifying this by saying, eh, if we were them, we would do the same thing because we yeah, could. Exactly. Yeah. So, and so that's, we have, that's the we main issue. We deserve, right? Mm. Yeah, right. And that's the main issue. I think that's the main issue in France. Uh, people are not willing to cooperate, and uh, and they want the system to work their way, and they can't imagine a system that will work for everyone. And and yeah, I agree. Interesting I, I, how I, much you, how much of the far right and far left you're describing right here, <laughs> but uh... right. And uh, and I don't. Um, and I I think we need to look more at uh, how the northern country. Uh, doing things uh and that's but i know one thing i like about finland that you spoke about on twitter i think it's how uh, everyone is honest with how much they are earning right and they have to publicly declare declare yeah. it right mm. yeah right it's it's uh, i'm not sure it's accessible for everyone but a lot of things are uh, in, in public sweden record. i i heard it is uh, i, I mm. was surprised but uh, you can uh, you can ask the administration how much your neighbor is earning and uh, they, they they have to to tell it to, yeah. to you and that's the thing that uh we don't have in france and i'm sure no one would want that because they are too we have an mm. issue. I think we could debate on this uh, for yeah, a long time, but we have, an issue with money. Debate, yeah. uh, we have an issue with money. We have an issue with money and how people are earning things and mm. how much is too much and things like this. Well, yes. I will end this very lengthy and interesting conversation with one remark, which is, you guys remember when we, uh, we, we forbid 
smoking in cafes and bars, right? It was a few, maybe 10 years yes. ago. Yeah. And everyone thought, oh, well, this is France. It's not going to work. We are like this. We are like that. And people are going to be angry. And they're not. And ultimately, people just stopped smoking in cafes and public spaces. Yeah, true. And, and I think France is really at the... It really isn't a... You know, when the financial crisis happened in 2008, the entire world thought that France was going to go the way of Spain and Greece, and and we didn't. And it's... It, sure, we're not completely recovered, but it's France is really neither a Southern European country nor a, a, a Northern European country, but we can have things that work. The, the, to me... The disqualification of Fillon because of his scandals is a proof that we want a cleaner political uh, world. And sure, maybe we're not going to get to uh, the, the Scandinavian countries where when you buy a candy bar with uh, state money, you have to uh, <laughs> resign. Um, yeah. But we, I think we expressed and we do express the fact that Again, I'm sorry for my Italian uh, listeners, but we're not Italy either. We do want people to go in the right direction. And I mean, I'm sure Italians want people to go in the right direction as well. But And I think that what you're saying, we have the representatives that we deserve. I think it starts very yeah, much with us. it's slowly changing, yes. And uh... it is slowly, slowly changing. And And, you know, there are things that are being implemented to clean up the 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 darkness of the political life like the things that some of the people were uh, uh, accusing Fillon of he was saying oh but you know that's how things were done and you know the the suits that he should have declared he was like oh whatever yeah. it's just suits and like the the law was voted so that you have to <laughs> declare more than 200 euros worth of presents for corruption reasons and he yeah. didn't do it. And he was sanctioned in the... That is very much the reason he was sanctioned in the uh, voting process. So I'm hoping things are going to change. And I don't believe that, oh, it's France, it will never work. I think it can work if only we, each one of us, thinks that it can. And I'm more pessimistic than you, but I yeah, know. Okay. And that is sad. Because... Uh... They still have, he still was the third uh, in the first round, and he still had 20% of the voters for him. And Marine Le Pen is also uh, involved in issue with the law, and she has uh, 25%. So well, Rome was built something in like, one day. It takes yeah, time. Right. And yeah, I think right. it's better than 20 years yeah. ago, and I think it's, it's going to get better in the next few years uh, on that right. front. Okay. But. Yeah, right. All right. Anyway, um, I think that has been a very interesting conversation. I really want to thank both of you for uh, not only coming on, but allowing me to vent and get very uncharacteristically uh, uh, judgmental on this episode. <laughs> uh, and thank you for replying with uh, 
the the kind of measure and neutrality that I praise in other people usually. Uh, I, it was it was absolutely enlightening. So thank you. Oh, to, it was, to it was a pleasure to be here. I'm a regular listener of your podcast, so it's it's a it's a it's a real pleasure to to be participating now. <laughs> so, so many times uh, I'm listening, I'm like I I would say that I would say that I would reply <laughs> that. No, it's it's good to finally be able to to actually um, participate in the conversation. Right. So well, thank you. How about you tell people uh, if they want to find out more about uh, French libert libertarianism, uh, where would they go or just simply to uh, hear more from you if you have a Twitter account or something like that? <laughs> Um, I, w I would mention uh, uh, a website that I used to work for, which is called uh, contrepoint.org, C-O-N-T-R-E-P-O-I-N-T-S.org. Uh, it's in French. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Schweitzer, Pierre, uh, Schweitzer P. So let, let's spell that. It's, it's uh, complicated. <laughs> S-C-H-W-E-I-T-Z-E-R underscore p like pierre okay so, uh, i you know what send me uh, send me the, the link in by email uh, and i'll include it in the in the show notes because uh, I, i mainly tweet about new technologies in both french and english but uh, i'll be i'll be delighted to have you in my followers excellent thank you very much pierre what about you kasim Uh, so thanks for having me. And again, I apologize for oh, I speak in english uh, i hope it went it was fine okay yeah. i think okay. it was great Um, um, uh, sorry, I, I'm French. So that's how uh, oh, we speak in English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me. Uh, oh, so yeah, I'm very bad at uh, spelling, so I won't be spelling in English. But um, you can find me at uh, Not Kasim on Twitter. And I'm sure Patrick will put that on the blog of the show. Yeah, you have the same from, from, from the Rendezvous Tech. Okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, was, um, I wasn't sure. I, I was going to ask, but yeah. Yeah, that's the same one. And uh, the, the one and only. And I write, um, actually, I'm a tech journalist for Numerama, uh, which is a French website about tech. Where we and also about politics, and we did an article about how what we think about Marine Le Pen, um, and um, and when I want what I wanted to mention, yeah, right. Uh, and you may have read my name somewhere on uh, Windows Central and Windows Weekly because I was quoted as a source, and I'm very <laughs> proud of that. But you were but probably not, <laughs> but probably not. Uh, I don't think there is a listener that is also... Uh, uh, possible. Uh, I mean, some people like, might, have, maybe, uh, I don't know. might read Windows Central. It's a pretty famous website. Okay, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's okay. uh, the only thing I was quoted in English. So. <laughs> that's, that's story. Yeah, right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kasim, uh, for being on. And thank you very much to Pierre as well. Uh, for, my, for me, it's not Patrick on Twitter and on Facebook. And you can find the show on uh, the website frenchspin.com, where you also find a show about gaming called uh, Pixels. Uh, we do the show usually once a month. And uh, that's the regular show I talked about at the beginning. And sometimes we have those uh, special episodes uh, in the middle of the month. And uh, of course, we are uh, fueled by our patrons at patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. You can find the link to that in the show notes and pretty much everywhere you will uh, listen to the show. 
And uh, if you want to, you know, support the show, if you think we bring you something, we bring you a different perspective and understanding about, uh, uh, you know, the world or, or specific issues, specific uh, countries, a, a different point of view on things, which is really what we're trying to do, then I would immensely appreciate it if you would uh, consider giving a couple of bucks a month to, to the show a couple of bucks uh, an episode and you can do that on patreon at patreon.com slash the phileas club thank you so much for looking into this if you do uh, we... i'm i think i'm supporting it if i remember correctly you are and uh i think i'm so uh, and um, <laughs> i thought it was just the rendezvous tech and you know uh phileas club is uh probably the when i when people ask me what podcasts are i uh i always uh, explain them by um speaking about tech shows and regular podcasts but i also want uh, i take the phyllis club as an example each time because it's probably the pod, proudest uh show uh i know i uh, i'm the i don't know how to say a supporter of yeah a listener yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because it's uh, such a great show and um, a show that we can't find on TV. It's really the well, definition. I, I just love crowdfunding and the fact that private initiative works when you <laughs> want to support something. Yay! <laughs> it's, That's uh, free, you know, free, free market in action, right? It, it, yeah, it right, is, yeah. it is. It is. And I think, well, anyway, let's not launch into that <laughs> conversation. We would never stop. But I really thank you, Kasim, for, thing, for saying this because... I kind of, it's the same for me as a content producer, like I enjoy my gaming and tech shows as well. But the Phileas Club is the one that I do where I can like tell people, this one is a show I do, which is this and this. And then they go like, like real people, they go, oh, this is interesting. When I talk about tech and gaming, they're like, ah, oh, some kind of nerd. But this one is like, it's my legitimate uh, work show. So, and, um, now, <laughs> and now I will be able to say I was on it. <laughs> well uh i'm i'm very glad that you came on and uh if you guys again uh think that you're you think this show is uh is important or you know it, it you're you're proud of saying that you listen to this show when you t talk to people about podcasting maybe you would uh you wouldn't mind sending a few bucks our way that would be very much appreciated um all right that's gonna be it we will be back in uh a few weeks And I hope uh, that I will be able to say that France said no to extremism at that point. I guess we'll see. Talk to you then. See you, everyone. Yeah.